0: Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. Life and understanding. And I thank you for it. And all praise, all glory, and all honor be unto you, Father. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, we all say Amen, 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 Amen. Get a lot of hand clap of praise, and you may be seated in his presence. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I thank God for today, and I thank God for you again. What I'm going to talk about today, I want to make sure that you give me your undivided attention because there are some of you all that are getting confused and some of you all who are not understanding, and I want most of all for you to understand. In all thy getting, getting understanding In all of thy getting, get an understanding. In today's time that we're living in, we are definitely living in what the Bible calls perilous time. Perilous means a time that's full of danger. And if you're listening to me and trying to follow me and understand me, you really need to listen to me from your spirit, man, because I don't want you to get into fear but to stand in faith. The option is yours. The things that I'm going to talk about today is to bring some clarity to what you've been asking and what I've been hearing. Well, I title this thing today is, wait till the baby finish. <laughs> is this the end? Is this the end? With everything that's going on in the world, Is this the end? Well, you're asking me a good question, and I want to know exactly what are you talking about is the end. Are you talking about the end of what? The end of time? The end of the world? The end of this age? What are you talking about when you're asking me about is this the end? A recent poll commissioned by Rosenberg, a New York Times bestselling author of newest prophecy books, He found out that 41% of Americans believed events such as, watch this, the rebirth of the nation of Israel, the growing threat of war in the Middle East, widespread national disasters, and the serious threat of a global economic depression are evidence that we are living in what the Bible calls the last days. The Bible declares this as the last days. Now, not only that, but I want to mention the four blood moons. The biblical shemitah. The Supreme Court decision to legalize same-sex marriage. The dangerous Iran nuclear deal. And a world drowning in debt while standing at the edge of a pool filled with economic catastrophe. With all this going on, you have to ask me, if this is the end, by the fact that you're asking, lets me know that you know something is not right. Let me know that you know something has to happen. Not about to happen, but something has to happen. If God is real, and if God is who he say he is, then there's no way he can sit back and not warn us when he see us going astray. When he see us going against his will, against his purpose and against his plan, he has to warn us. He said, I would do nothing in the earth unless I reveal it to my prophets. Even in you, God's letting you know that something has to happen. A lot of times we deal with what Billy Graham said. He said, if God doesn't do something about America, he's going to have to apologize to Solomon and Gomorrah. is a just God. There's no way he can keep allowing us to get away with murder and not judge us. Franklin Graham, the president of Billy Graham's Evangelistic Association, said, the defining moment of America and humanity has arrived. The defining moment has arrived. As a nation, we have arrogantly turned our back on God. Maybe you had not done it as an individual, but as a nation. And I believe God's judgment will come against our country, Graham says. Not only are you feeling it in your spirit, but a lot of leaders are saying the same thing. So, are we all missing it? I think not. With everything that's occurring right now, as pastor of this ministry, this church, I want to send out a message, not to get right, but to be right. You need to be right. You won't have time to get right. Well, when he come, he said, behold, I come quickly. Well, pastor, is this it? Is this it? Let me know. Well, let's look at some key points. Since you hadn't caught it yet. American relationship with Israel is at an all-time low. God promised us. He swore by it. He said, whoever blessed Israel, I will bless them. He promised it to Abraham in a covenant. Abraham, whoever bless you, I will bless them. But whoever cursed you, Abraham, I will curse them. We are in a worse state than we've ever been in years when it comes to Israel. You might not know it, but America was founded because Israel needed a place to go. They was kicked out of Spain. Didn't have a place to go. And Columbus discovered America. Ain't that nothing? Abortion being legalized. Planned Parenthood. It's in an uproar now because the government said they're taking the monies away from them because of what they're doing is illegal. Not only are they committing abortion, but they're selling the baby parts on the market. One woman was recorded saying that she needed to sell these parts because she needed her, what was that, Rolls-Royce or Mercedes or something that she needed. How can you say that? And it caused an uproar or an outrage in Congress. Christians are being persecuted. You see, you hadn't seen nothing yet. There was a time when I saw those wars just starting to break out over in the foreign countries. I was like, man, they are uncivilized people. How can that happen here in America? I mean, people in the streets fighting. That's just barbaric. That's, that's them over there. Thank God for America. The land, the free, the proud, the brave. Yeah, America. And next thing I know, I'm watching the news and all the rides are breaking out in the streets. You mean to tell me it was happening over there? How could it come over here? Very easily. We are in an unrest. And we don't realize it. Just because your focus is off, it does not mean God focuses off. Because you're focusing on self, God is looking at the world. We've got to refocus. The problem is that we've been living our life. Does anybody here wear contacts or glasses? You know, think all the way back before you even got your contacts or before you, before you got your glasses. Your vision was a little impaired, but you were still operating. You were still going along. And when they finally got you some glasses and adjusted your eyes, you're like, wow. Man, it's amazing. Spiritually, we're doing the same thing. We're so out of focus spiritually that we need God to readjust our eyes so that we can see. And we're going to be amazed at what we see. I pray that you ask God to adjust your eyes so that you can see what's going on in this age and this time. They struck down the biblical definition of marriage, the very order of God. I feel we may have crossed the line. When I look at these key points, I realize God has to do something. He cannot sit in heaven idly by. So you ask me the question, is this the end? Is this the end? Pastor, will the rapture happen on the 27th? What's today? Tonight. Tonight is the final blood moon. We call it a super moon. We feel as though it is God's signal to Earth, or to Christianity, that God is about to do something. He promised you in His Word, "I would do nothing unless I reveal it through my prophets." Jonathan came, Mark Blitz, Jonathan, ha- John Hagee—all these men of God who are powerful in the ministry have been talking about. God has to do something. What follows something, we just don't know. We don't know if Israel is going to go to war. We don't know. We don't know if the economy is going to a collapse. We don't know. But we do know these things are going to happen. We don't know if it's going to happen today or not. But we know it's going to happen. So, is the raptor happening tonight? That's a good question. <laughs> That's an awesome question. A question that I have to answer for you that I don't know. Now, I'm planning on a trip Monday and Tuesday into <laughs> Nashville. <laughs> if it happened tonight, cancel my plans. All right. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying a lot of things have been weighing on this final blood moon, and the way that the prophecy is set from this point to the first of next year, something major is going to happen. We don't know if Israel is going to war, we don't know if the economy is going to collapse. We don't know if the rapture of the church is going to take place. We don't know. But I ask you the question how you living? How are you living? Matthew chapter 24, verse 42 through 44 4 from the New Living Testament, from the New Living Translation. Watch this. Is this the end? So you too must keep watch. This is God telling you. He's, he's giving you some examples, some understanding. You too must keep watch. For you do not know what day your Lord is coming. You keep asking me if this is it. Because all the prophets have been saying, we know something's going to happen. Is the rapture of the church. If so, I'm going to get ready. No, baby. You need to be ready. Yes. He that is stole, let him steal no more. Yes. Liars cannot enter to the kingdom of heaven. Homosexuals, and I know that they're saying it's okay. It ain't okay. If God didn't say it was okay, baby, it is not okay. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe that lie. The Bible said he was sending them, in the last days, he was sending them strong delusions that they might believe the lie so that they can be damned. Yeah. Damned meaning condemned with everybody else. Because you refuse to accept the truth that God gave you. God let you believe the lie. It is not natural. Yes. It is not right. Yes. And eventually they're going to try to shut the church mouth. They're going to try to shut my mouth or pastor's mouth because they call it a hate crime. Mm-hmm. I don't hate you. Amen. If you are in here and you're living a homosexual lifestyle or you're living an adulterous lifestyle Amen. or a fornicating lifestyle, I don't hate you. Amen. That's your choice. I'm telling you, you're going to go to hell. Yes. Now you're mad at me because you can't handle the truth. Amen. How can you get mad at me because you can't handle the truth? Yes. Well, how do you know the truth? Because the Bible says so. Yes. Well, I was born that way. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool need to change your name to Nicodemus. Because I say unto you, Nicodemus, truly, verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born again. Amen. So if you are born that way, you need to be born again. Amen. Amen. Thou art without an excuse. Just like the person who sat beside you may have been an adulteress, they had to be born again. Don't take that lie as an excuse, well, I was born that way. I don't care. I'm not going to argue with you about that one. But I do say you need to be born again. Amen. Amen? Amen? Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You hear this? Now he gave you an example. He's fit to come back and give you what he really meant. You also, just like the homeowner, must be ready sometimes. You must be ready all the time. For the Son of Man will come when least expected. Just when you get ready to smoke that dope, drink that drink, get your sex on, get your group on, get whatever you're going to do that's wrong, he's going to come when least expected. You might not get a chance to pull your pants back up. Yeah, pastor, you're being you good. Being I am being real. Because right. you need to really look at yourself. You can't afford to slip right now. Right. You cannot afford to be distracted. You cannot afford to go off course. Yeah. It can happen just that quick. Hey, did y'all get that video I sent you Marshawn? Can you play it right quick? I know most of y'all may have saw it, but I just want to show it real quick. This is, They was in this church service, and this pastor was preaching. And something oh, crazy happened. Watch this. You got some volume? That was you. Amen. How are you living? Amen. Amen. You worried about if it's going to happen today, it could happen right now. We're that close. That's why you can't afford to get distracted. Yeah. Yeah. You can't afford to go off course. You cannot afford to not here, not now. You know better, baby. Dude, you know better. You know. It's just like that dude. He fell on his knees and started crying. Yep. If it happened right now and that person that you're sitting by is gone, I'm gone too. I'm not going to be trying to console you. I'm out of here, baby. I told you long enough. You know, that's up to you and God now. You and whatever devil that may manifest, that between y'all. That's you. You go knock on my door, you can sit in my seat. You can have my water. You can go drive my car. You can have my house. You want this, this surface, iPad? you can have it. Look up your scriptures. Whatever you want to do. Because I'm gone. I made a resolve in my heart that I'm going to live right. I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to get off course. That's why I I say I know me. I can't afford to get, I told y'all, I'm about through with Facebook. I'm not answering all y'all back. Because I see some of the stuff y'all saying, it ain't right. And y'all really don't want nobody telling the truth on there because then you go blocking me. Well, I don't want you to block me. I'm just going to get off and block myself. I might send you an encouraging word out there just, and I, I could go public or I could go private. I just stay public and I just say, you know what, this is on my mind and I'm out. Amen. I don't want to know what's going on in your work because y'all put everything on. the. Y'all don't realize y'all putting everything out there, do you? Do you realize that you're putting all your business out there? And you just thought you don't care, but they don't care. They just, just do it because you got to talk to somebody. Why not talk to Jesus? All them folks that are public and private, can't none of them handle your issues. I'm going to tell you the truth. And you don't have to believe me, but they don't have a heaven nor a hell to put you in. All right? So, the Bible is telling us we don't know the day nor the hour when the Son of Man comes. But he told you that you need to be ready. So keep watch. Because he's going to come when you least expect it. Any moment now. Any second. So therefore, we ought to live a life moment by moment. Or live a moment by moment lifestyle. Knowing that he could come any moment. Any second. That's how he wants to live. Well, pastor, I'll never get a chance to do nothing what well, what do you want to do? That's my question to you what are you trying to get away with? What do you think that's left for you to do? what is that what you still got a little freak in you what what is it that you want to do why well, i I just want to get married and what then what you just want to get you some Is that it? Is that what living all this time has just resolved or or come to? What about living on the edge of eternity? When at any moment, the Lord could come back. I say you got your mind on the wrong thing. You got your body on your mind and your mind on your body. All right. If you knew he was coming tonight... How would you live today? Don't answer it yet. Just think about it. If you knew he was coming tonight, how would you live the rest of today? Who is it that you have issues with? Unresolved that you have made your mind, I'm not praying about them, I'm not praying for them, I don't even want to see them. Who is it that you have set up a rendezvous with? What are your plans? Now knowing that he could come tonight, what adjustments should you make? Knowing that you have a few hours left, What adjustments, what corrections, what course redefinement would you make? As believers, we are told to expect our Savior from heaven at any time. That's just how close. Pastor, how do you know we're close? All the signs, everything I just told you about. All this is happening. Well, Pastor, it's been happening since. Well, let's see. Israel didn't become a nation until 1948, 49. Okay? That's the start. The Bible told Israel, though you be scattered, I will bring you back again to your own land. All that other stuff that was happening, Israel went back in their own land. 1949, God miraculously brought them back into their own land. He even asked the question, he said, can a nation be born in one hour? In one hour, Israel was back, had their own nation." They didn't have Jerusalem, but they had the nation, the land. In 1967, called the Six Day War, you know what God did? He gave them back Jerusalem. This war, they were so outnumbered. Let's say I think it was 1.2 million Arab armies that were coming against 300,000 Israeli soldiers, they were doomed. They were having heavy casualties. But all of a sudden, God stepped in. When you watch your history channel about this, they interviewed some of the, some of the Israeli soldiers. And one soldier said when he shot his, he was in a tank, when he shot this one, two tanks coming at him, in some way, it's almost like that, that missile split and hit both tanks. They would shoot this tank, and this tank would catch on fire as well. That was God. This war, they were so outnumbered that they thought they were going to wipe Israel out. And God stamped his name on it by giving them six days to beat these folks and a seven day to rest. That's why it's called the six day war. God has a way of signing his name on his work. Watch this, baby. When people look at you and they say, you are a piece of work. You should say, "Surely is." Yes, amen. <laughs> amen. You better believe it. Amen. He has signed his name on me. I am a Christian. I am Christ-like. I am a workmanship. Yes. Mm-hmm. The problem is now we don't know who we are. Yes. That's why we can't be ready. That's why we don't want to get ready. That's why we don't want to obey the time and the signs. You've forgotten who you are. The devil can give you anything. He can get you watching pornography. He can get you doing this. He can get you doing that. Just anything. You know why? Because of what I told you last week. You don't fear him no more. You don't fear God no more. That's why you can do what you do. You can come to church on Sunday and on Saturday and on Wednesday and on Thursdays and not fear him. Shame on you. God's got a way of making corrections. That's all I'm saying. All right. So how are we supposed to act? How are we supposed to take care of ourselves? What are we supposed to do? What do we should look forward to? Well, I'm going to give you some scriptures. You can write them down. You can take your camera, your phone, take a picture of them. But I want you to go home and I want you to look them up. You've got to start getting the word of God in your spirit. You've got to start getting in your spirit to the point that you hear and understand what God is saying. Watch this. Titus chapter 2, verse 13. This is from the New Living Translation. While we look what forward? You see what he's saying? You've got to look forward to this, baby. You can't be afraid. The people who are afraid have something to hide. Well, Pastor, somebody told me, Pastor, it's not that I don't have nothing to hide. I just have done what I want to do. What you want to do? Let's say, I want to get married. <laughs> okay. All right. Watch this. Let's say you just want to get married. Now, you know everything has happened, and people have shook their fists in God's face. So God has to judge the world. Well, you telling God, don't come back yet because I want to get married. God said, okay, I'm going to let you find that rascal. Or let that rascal find you. And you get married. But I'm still going to judge the world. I'm going to hit the money problem. The money going to come obsolete. Israel is going to go to war. This nation is going to come under attack. Can your husband handle this? Says you want me to wait on you. Yes. But the season and the timing is not in your hand. Yes. You want to be married rather than be in my will. Amen. There's a work for you to do, there's an assignment on you, but you just want to get married. Yes. <laughs> I heard somebody, I don't know where it came from, but I rebuke you. They said you can have mine. No, you can't. Whoever thought about that, keep it, look straight ahead. Nobody never know it was you. Don't twitch, don't look to the side. Uh uh-uh. uh. If you don't want him, don't nobody else want me to keep him. Keep him. You got it, you stuck with him. Until death do a part, you can't kill him. You cannot kill him. All right? They don't want you, or you don't want what makes you Anyway, all right, let's get back. Let's stay with scripture, okay? Because we're, we're safe there. All right. While we look forward, We're looking forward with hope. You hear this? There's no fear in this. There's no dread in this. We're looking forward with hope to the wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will be revealed. It's something to be excited about. Don't be in fear. Ooh, I don't know if we're going to come tonight. No, I'm looking forward. Come tonight then. That's how he wants you to be. Expecting. If you can't expect it, you need to look at your life and what you're doing wrong. What's not right? What do you need to fix? What do you need to get together? And then pray, God, help me. Don't come and catch me like this. I am undone. That's what Isaiah did. He cried out, woe to me. I am undone, a man with unclean lips. You got to ask God to help you get out your mess. Don't th- he cannot stop what he has already set the course on the world has put god on a, on a put themselves on a collision course with god and god not no punk no whip that's going to back down when you challenge him and we have challenged him i hate it but we challenge him in your generation i know you want to see what your life going to be but baby he designed you to live for eternity not just in time. Time will come to an end. Yeah. And guess what? Somebody asked me, what if the world don't end tomorrow? Listen to me. The world's not gonna end tomorrow. We have another thousand years. Yeah. Another thousand years that we're gonna reign with him. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, it's a thousand and seven years. It's called the millennial reign of Christ. When Christ comes back to reign on this earth and set everything in order, we will be with him, reigning with him. That's why you're going through now, and you're putting some restraints on this flesh, and don't let this flesh get away and do what it wants to do. Why? Because if you suffer with him, you're going to reign with him. So the little stuff that you're keeping your body from doing, from getting all out there and doing crazy with The Bible says you're suffering with him. You're turning down this. You're not doing that. Why? Because I'm paying the price. I'm sacrificing. Let me help you for a moment. Baby, you're going to sacrifice. Either to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob or to the one that was kicked out of heaven. But you're going to sacrifice. You're going to sacrifice. You don't realize it. but, But every time you cuss somebody out, you sacrifice your own, your, your own feelings, your own conscience. Yes. When you cuss them out, you had to get past what God was telling you. Mm-hmm. You made a sacrifice. Yes. When you watch pornography, you made a sacrifice. Yes. When you make plans to do wrong, you're making sacrifices. Yes. Because that's how the demons get strength, Hallelujah. through your sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. You didn't know that they come back in seasons in your life. When you make the sacrifice, they get enough strength to go on. And then when they get weak, they come back to you again. And you do the same foolish thing again. You thought you was over it. You thought it was gone. But then all of a sudden, the temptation came back again. Why? Because that spirit needed more strength from you. That devil, that demon, that unclean spirit. That's why Jesus said, you need to be praying that you lead us not into temptation, that you deliver me from all that is evil. That's your daily prayer, that you should be praying. See, we know what to do. We just don't do it. Therefore, we make ourselves habitations of devils. The demon comes back to get energized through us. You, You didn't know you was that important just like when you praise him he inhabits the praises of his people the devil inhabits the foolishness of God's people oh that's too deep all right let's go back all right first Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 10 and we speak of how you are looking forward you keep saying that looking forward to the coming of God's son from heaven jesus whom god raised from the dead He is the one who has rescued us from the terror of the coming judgment. The thing that you're afraid of, he has rescued you from. In his mind, he's already pulled you out, baby. And you're worried about it, and God said, what are you worried about? I got you. I I got you. Just keep your faith in me. See, the problem is is that we don't understand the race. I'm going to be strong. I'm a strong black woman. God didn't ask you to be strong. Because the race is not given to the strong. God, I'm going to beat his time. I'm going to let him know he's going to get over on me like that. I got that. I'm going to beat his time. He's not given to the swift. You don't have to beat him. Baby, what you have to do is endure, like a good soldier should. You have to endure this thing. you got to have some resilience to you. you got to take a licking, but you got to keep on ticking. Yeah, you've been kicked down. Yeah, you've been knocked about, but you're not destroyed. There's still some fight left in you. There's still some standing that you got to do. It ain't over. Baby, what the devil hit you with, it should have took you out. (laughs) It should have took you. But look at you now. You're still standing. I'm still here, devil. Oh, it looked like it wasn't no hope. There was no hope for you in God. But some kind of way, somehow, he stepped through in time. He stepped through. In time. He was there when I needed him to be. I promise you this. There's not one person in here can say that God is not faithful. Oh, you may have thought of when you were going through that he wasn't going to get you a job, that he wasn't going to do this, he wasn't going to bring your husband out, he wasn't going to keep you all together, but he's faithful. He's faithful. And you mean to tell me you're wondering if he's real? Hallelujah. Baby, the stuff that you went through, it should have took you out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The stuff that you went through. No, no. The stuff that you put yourself through. Yes. Yes. Not even that the fact that you went through it. Because God said, I, I, you know you go through the valley of the shadow of death. But you put yourself there. Yes. God had every right to walk away. Yes. To pull away from you. But he didn't. Hebrews 9 28. So also Christ, who offered one, who was offered once for all time. He was offered up not just for Paul and James and all those folks back then, but baby for your baby that you hold in your arms, for this little boy here, for, for the future babies. If he, does, if he tarries, he was offered up for all times. His grace is sufficient. Not just for them of old, but if he tarry, it's still enough grace for those who are going to be born. Well, Pastor, look at the sin. You know? Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. God says, there's no way the devil can outdo me. So, also, Christ was offered once for all time. He did it one time. (laughs) That's got to be a God thing. You know, if you eat today, you know what you're going to want to do tomorrow? Eat. Uh Yeah, yeah. You pay your bills this month. You know what they're going to want next month? You'll be up to pay again, you know. You fill your car up this, week, this month. You know what? You have to pay. Some stuff just don't last. But God said, this was for, I did this once for all times. You know, you messed up yesterday. Well, guess what? I paid the price for all the times that you messed up. So stop condemning yourself and get back in this race. Get back in this fight. Get yourself together so that we can move forward. Stop laying in your pity parties, hating what you did. Repent of it, get up, and let's go to war. Once for all time, as a sacrifice to take away the sins of just one person, the sins of many people. Many people. For all those who accept Him, He gave them the rights and the power to become the sons of God. So if you accepted Him, your sins are forgiven. He will come again. Watch this, not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who eagerly waiting for him. You see, I'm not in fear of him coming back. Why? Because he's already dealt with my sins once and for all. That's why I'm living on the edge. I'm trying not to mess up. Why? Because I know he loved me so much that he's already paid the price for what I did wrong. Yes. And I love him enough. And guess what? The love of God constrains me. Yes. You know why I can't see him? Because I love him too much. Yes. He has done too much for me. I am. You're talking about the fear of God? I'm afraid to mess up yes. because I respect him so much. I know he going to let me get away with it. Yes. I know him. I know him. I know God. He ain't gonna, uh uh-uh, uh, I can't do that. I know him. Yeah. I know him. I know him better than that. I know uh, you, if you saw it, yeah. you're gonna reap it. Yeah. I had some big contracts that, uh, that were out there for me, and I knew I wanted these contracts, and all the temptation that was coming to me. Mm-mm. 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 No, no. Why? Because I know when I do this, if I do this, I sacrifice this. Yeah. Yeah. So all of you should be believing for something. Because when you put your hooks in it and your faith gets activated, the devil going to come on and offer you something. And God wants to know one thing. What will a man give yeah. in exchange for his soul? Yeah. You've got a blessing on the way. The devil wants to know, how much is it worth? It- what will you exchange for? And he don't, he will tempt you and try you until he break your immune system down, and then the next thing you know, you accept it, but you made a sacrifice, yeah. you gave up that husband yeah. that you were wanting. Okay, all right. Are you following me? Are you getting anything? Mm-hmm. So, pastor, I'm not afraid of him coming. I'm not asking if this is the end, because either way, I win. So, Pastor, what should I be doing right now? I know I should be waiting on that husband. I should be waiting on God to fulfill the promise that I got from him. He wants me to have that man. So I'm just going to wait right here. I'm going to do what the Word says to do. Having done all to do to stand, I'm going to stand. You're taking that scripture out of context. You want want your man so bad that you want to stand in faith like that. No, baby, you need to be busy. Okay? You need to be faithful. You know what a man really looking for? A faithful woman. And I'm just saying this. I'm not talking about the men issue yet. If you're looking for a woman, just hold on. They're going to find you. <laughs> all right. Well, hold on. <laughs> Let me stop. All right, let's go, to, let's go to the next. Let me get y'all out of here. All right, so watch this. A faithful, sensible. <laughs> do, you, do you hear what God's saying? Yeah. Sensible. If you got any sense at all, if you have any sense at all, a sensible servant is one whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them, taking care of them. He's trying to get you onto something. If the master returns and finds that servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. There's a reward system that God's telling you, all right? I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. You hear this? You're talking about reigning with him. Well, he's going to put you in charge over some cities, over some kingdoms. That's deep. I'll get with that one other time. But if that servant is evil and thinks, watch this, some stuff going on in his head, my master won't be back for a while. Well, the rapture ain't going to occur tonight. And he begins to beat the other servants. He starts departing again. Why? Because they ain't coming tonight. And getting drunk. Then my last time. After I get drunk this time, I ain't going to get drunk no more. I'm just going to do it one last time before he comes. Because he ain't coming tonight. Pastor said it. The master will return. No more blood moons. Yeah. No more shemitas. No more harbinger. No more warnings. I've given you enough. Amen. Amen. I've already announced to you that I was coming. Oh, yeah, it's not my fault. The master will return unannounced. And unexpected. Why? Because you start getting off. You start going back to your old ways. And God said, That's it. Let's come. Angels, come on. And He catches you unannounced and unexpected. And He will cut that servant to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites the hypocrite. That's the most hurting and the most damning part. Because I knew better, now I've got to be out here with these people who pretend to be something that they would. In that place, there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. God said there's going to be some hatred, some anger, some disappointment in that place. God is telling you right here that he wants you to get on your assignment. Some of you in here right now, you believe God for better jobs, for businesses, for promotions. God has done that for a reason. He has placed you on assignment. It's not about that girl. It's not about that guy. It's not about your husband. It's not about your wife. It's about your assignment. God gave you a job, put you there, so that you can be a blessing. You might call them heathens, but God called them his. Where you are right now, You're there on an assignment. There's somebody who needs to know that God has already judged their sins. It is your job to bring them to repentance. It is your job to bring them to the light. You cannot afford to get distracted. You cannot afford to go off course. Yeah, they like drinking. That's what they do. They like parting. That's what they do. But God sent you there to show them the way out. He sent you there to help them to find him. You are the light of the world, a city that cannot be hid. They're going to know who you are. They're going to see you for who you are. You are his. Instead of you letting your light shine so that others may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven, you put a bushel over the light so that they can't see. Shame on you. Every time you drink that drink with them. Every time you go out to partying with them. Every time you lower your standard, you put a bushel over the light that God has given you, you become a wicked and slothful servant, a servant that is worthy to be whipped, to be beaten with many stripes. As the people of God, this is not a time for you to go off course is not a time for you to get distracted. There's a work that you must do for the Lord. Bow your head. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rltbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.